that's it. All right. Welcome back to the Since I Was Broke podcast. This is, I think, episode 11. Exciting times. I'm laced up with the IV right now. You got your, you guys got your IVs earlier. I'm dripped up. Joined here by uh, Phil and Tim. I'm probably going to have to have at least three bathroom breaks. That's highly likely. We ate, we ate a bunch of protein. We were, it's been a good, it's been a good morning. It's been a productive morning. Very productive morning. These are, this is one of the days where we need like David or someone with like a camera full time. Where's he, at? Just me. Where's he at? David, David if you're listening. David. We need him. Got your tow truck coming? Someone else is parking. So fucking Got some debacles I don't trust anybody on. in this fucking parking lot. How do we want to launch this thing off? We want to do a Jackson Hole recap. We want to talk about this week. I mean, so we I'll, got tell, a lot, right. lot I'll of tell you right now. Jackson Hole is not worth the hype. Not worth the hype. Yeah. Just leave it at I that. Think, or, I yeah. think if you're just a pure skier, snowboarder for the mountain, just purely for the mountain to get like the ultimate experience in terrain, sure. But when I look at going to like a mountain town, I'm like, I need the entire experience. I need like on the mountain. I need the base of the mountain. I need the apre drinking experience. Then I need like the town. Like, where's, is there good food? Is there good shopping? What's the Airbnb VRBO experience? Like, or is it really good hotels? Like, that's like what I look at when I look at going to a mountain town and I just don't see it. When I'm comparing that to like the hype of Aspen, which is like worth the hype. Um, or the hype of Park City, I think is worth the hype. I just think there's better towns. Like, sure, this game's sick, but it's like, that's not all day, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many other aspects, and I just think it was hyped up so much that it's just, like, hard to get to probably one of the most expensive zip codes. got, like, the most billionaires in the country, and it's just, like... Privately owned mountain, which was, like, mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's owned by one family, the mountain, oh, damn. and it's just, like... I don't know. It just didn't live up to the hype. And not saying there's there isn't some gorgeous landscape, and we had some good food. There was some good food, but how hyped it was, it just didn't live up to the hype for me. Like when people hype up Aspen, I'm like Aspen's sick. The only downfall of Aspen is like it doesn't seem livable to me. I'm like it's cool for a weekend, but then you're kind of like, all right, like if you really want to like relax and just like spend time and do like other things, it's like I just that's what I like about Park City. Like I was Park, say, City Park City, feels, City you can live in feels very livable. It's like you know, you, you can get your fucking nails done and your hair done. It has good food. It has good breakfast spots and has good stores. And there's high-end stores. There's also just like small boutiques. And it has a great town vibe and experience. And then the mountain's fun. And there's more than one mountain there. And um, you could be downtown, but you could also be outside of town. And, like, it has its own vibe. Like, it just has this great culmination of everything. And when you fucking go to Jackson Hole, I was like, I'm ready to leave. It was only a two-day or so. Yeah, yeah. You're it very, felt longer. You're very uh, attuned, attuned to these parking. Yeah, we need to situation. figure out who has control of the fucking main gate. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. It's a cri- parking crisis. So yeah. So uh, Jackson Hole was the tale last week. We're be- we've been here this week. Been a lot of moving and grooving. We got some new people on the team. We've got some new graphics on the walls. We've got you know we've been. I feel like we've been dialing it in. It's like it's not even summer yet, and the whole team's getting dialed. Feel like we're hitting our stride in here, hitting a good stride. It's starting to feel like an office. I was here earlier than eight. Did you guys, you notice that? Yeah, I, I did. Know. I saw that. I was like, wow. You know, I was here at seven forty-five. And yet you dodged the workout somehow. It's not that I dodged the workout. Here, here's the thing for me. I'm like, 
If it's two people training and Brooks is leading, that's fine. I think three, you get three plus people and then it's like you either need to be trying to do a group workout or your rest times are too long. So I was like, I'm just going to. Yeah, I agree. Now, granted, my workout was some completely not the same as what you guys were doing. So I, I will agree in that regard. But that seemed like a hard workout. It was. Annoying. I don't even know what he did. It's that fucking activation that we do. I was just telling him, it was like the activation exercise, the right activation exercise can determine the whole workout. Oh, yeah. So like most people just like warm up and I'm like, that's what I used to do. And I just go and like maybe might have some good working sets along the line. Where I'm like, oh, I feel kind of a pump. I'm like after the, his activation sets, I'm like, now it's like I if you work out, fucking yeah. time. if you work out now and you don't feel like you're already sick before you're about to start your first exercise, like I must not be doing something right. Like I've never felt a pump in my like quads. You know, uh, like yeah. ever. I and have working out with Brooks. Yeah. So I'm like, we do that fucking single leg. Whatever Lunger, the split squat. Oh, the, um, it's not an RDL. It's a split squat. There's a term for it. And they, yeah, Bulgarian split squat. Yeah. It's yes. the Bulgarian split squat. Like, yeah, it's a tough movement. And it's like Destroy. each leg he has is doing like, I don't know, warm up. It's like, uh, four. Probably 18, and then at 18, I'm like, I'm toast. And he's like, all right, we're going to go two count, you know, at the bottom. Got five to six more. I'm just like four rounds of that, and I'm like, bro, I'm my leg. And then you were doing lunges after. I'm like, my legs are on fire, and that's just the activation workout. So, like, you go do everything. I'm like, I feel, you feel it all. Like, your legs literally have, like, a pump. It's just wild. I've never felt that in my legs. Yeah, I've felt it a few times, but there's like the that feeling where your mouth gets tight because you're like you might throw up, like a, you know what I'm talking about. Or you're just like you ever get so exhausted, it's like your mouth's tightening up. It's kind of like when you do really hard cardio. At least yeah. for me, it's like I can feel like my jaw and like I'm like salivating in my mouth because I feel like I'm about to like throw up. That's the feeling. I just I feel like it's just every time we work out with him, every set, I'm I just like the deep, deep burn in the muscles. Mm-hmm. Like it's just very different. Like, I don't know, but it's just like he, the volume and the amount that you're doing, like he doesn't even count. Like you don't start counting till you're like past your, 90%. you know, like I would normally do four sets of 10 and think like, that's a lot. It's like, bro, we're doing like four sets of 16 to 19. And then when you get to that and he's seeing that you're hitting then failure, the then he's like <laughs> six more. And then like, yeah. you know, we might do the two count and like two of them I'm at like, one and a half seconds, he's like, no, nah, that didn't count. You know, yeah. like, it's just... It's a good primer for the day. You do the workout, Brooks, and you get into the rest of the day, you're like, I already won, brother. <laughs> like, yeah. I already survived that It's workout. just a diff... Honestly, like, the level of just, like, muscle fatigue, it's just different. I'm used to doing, like, the Barry style or trying to, like, just sweat the whole time. Like, I'm just like, it's... Today, I was sweating. It's just, like, a deep sweat. It's just different. It's it very is. different oh, type were, of workout. You were deeply sweating today. It was... Yeah, I don't know. It's very... We, it's we very into, it definitely we, changes your way of, of working out. We went into the... The protein concoctions. What was your impressions? I talked it up pretty Gas. heavily, but Dub. that's why worth the hype. So good, yeah. Just like because I mean, it, and it's it's because you eat a lot. We eat a lot of protein like products here, but it's like when you compare it to that, it's like if you could imagine the same price point protein bar, right? Like if that cookie or that bar that he made costs just as much as a Quest bar, or like a similar compared bar, it's like. How do you even compare those? It's just so much fresher. Yeah, I mean, it tastes just better. It tastes d- like you know how you, you like you feel sick after you eat a lot of stuff. Like you eat that, and it's like you don't feel sick. Like you don't feel like grossed out when you eat too much of it. Well, you, you know? also just like like when you have some of the other stuff, it just like it doesn't doesn't fill you up. Like you don't feel 
and I'm like satiated. Like with that, I like had a few bites. I'm like this because it's actual good whole food and like nutritious stuff for your body. That's like there's no bullshit. It's like I don't know. It just like the effect of it is like it it just impacts you a lot more. Like it's like you think about the cookie. It's like when the chocolate's like in your mouth. Like this is like actual chocolate. This isn't this isn't like some kind of weird protein chocolate taste. Like you know right. I don't know how to explain it. You anyone out there that's eaten. Protein products understands what I mean. When I, I mean, say that's it's like a, you taste that this the is the problem protein with the protein products is like when you first eat them, anybody first eats it, it's like, ugh. Like it's always like the texture's weird, the taste is weird, the sugar taste is like a fake sugar taste. Like it's always, you're always like sacrificing, you feel like until you're eating it all the time and you're not eating regular stuff, you're like, you get used to it. Yeah. But like that stuff that we had today, I'm like, you could put that next to, the brownie, like you could put that next to any regular brownie that you love, and like you wouldn't know, you wouldn't, yeah. you would honestly, you would pick that thing. And I'm like, and it's better for you. The ingredients are better, the macros are better, and it's like I like the concept. Like I think it's ripe for the current market of like how people are approaching food and health and like what they're willing to do for their body. And so like I just think like we were telling him, I was like, I think yeah. you were a little ahead of your time on some of your like previous brands. Um, but I think that also was like the reps to get to this point to know like, the problems. Cause he knows yeah. the problems. It's like, it's like, it's not for him. So even when Brooks asked some of those questions, I think maybe Brooks was like a little, or he was like a little too locked in on like, would my clients eat this? And it's like, well, 90% of people aren't eating like that. They're just yeah. like, you know, even people it's like, that's not going to be something you go in and grab at the gas station. Like there's going to, there is a product for that, you know? I don't go to the grocery store and get a Lenny and Larry cookie, but if I'm driving on like a like a two and a half hour drive and I stop at a gas station, like I don't grab a Lenny and Larry cookie. But I'm thinking like I'm already like I'm compromising. This is like the best gas station option. That's like to me, I'm like you see that in the store or you're ordering it. It's like you, that's something you re up on because you know what you make with it and you know how much how long a bag lasts you. And it's like you know it's a great like meal replacement. Like I'm not even hungry right now. Right. And all I ate was protein treats yeah and they weren't even worse for me than if i'd eaten something else for breakfast really it was good so i i have no complaints i'm like i like all that stuff like at the end of the day it's like you could talk about the marketing the brand and all these other things but like you know it's like what's the product taste like the product is so fire i'm like well here's the point too with like people doing it themselves or kids being able to do it and like kind of being able to craft the bar, add it to whatever you want. Like, you know, he left some down there, so I'm we'll see how we end up using it. But mm. it was it's gonna good. be gone. And oh, I've those tasted, brownies are gone. Yeah, gone. I've tried it. Like over four years he's been cultivating that, like refining even the first one was really good. And then it's just like it keeps getting better and better because it's just like, you know. That's a lot of like uh, I don't think he talked about Shane or whoever he uses in the kitchen, but it's like they'll change like an ingredient or an amount or like so many iterations but yeah yeah mad scientist mad scientist with the protein stuff very good so see where we take it yeah and we've got the drip we've got the ivy joe i feel like we've been very health conscious lately we've been priming ourselves for summer here at the lab the damn good hq we've been getting dialed in the this is our the development center i yeah. like that the where ideas come to life and yep. just fucking making sure that we're in our peak form. So, like, yeah, IVs, good nutritious food, working out. Like, to me, it's, like, for us to be in our most optimal form to execute in the moment when you need to. It's, like, that's what all this is for. Yeah. 
That makes sense. I mean, we were talking about last time. It's like you go into these drips. It's like you feel great days later, and you're like, I'm not sure why. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I did that drip. Yeah, I'm fucking hydrated and full of vitamins. It's like it's so hard to be consistent on, like, your vitamins and everything else. It's like this is just, like, that additional supplementation. It's like any of the gaps that you're missing, it's like just plug in those holes. Yeah. We just need to get the cost down. It's fucking charge us an arm and a leg over here. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bother the needles. Don't bother me. The needles bother Tim. He's looking away from my arm right now. He can't look at it. I mean, they don't bother us. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's like it's like uh, they say like you can't buy time, but you can kind of buy some time. Like if your health is right, you know. It's like you can. I think it's like you can't buy time, but there's ways to be able to maximize it. Yeah. It's like we can't buy more, but it's like. How much time are we wasting with a bunch of other shit? Yeah. Uh, it's like the same thing I think about like business. I don't have, I only have the same amount of time as you, right? But like if I'm going out drinking every night, you know, I go seven o'clock to midnight every night to go to a bar and drink. It's like, like, to, you know, it's like I could, that could be time to be spending on business or health or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, to me, the money I could spend in other ways that could be what I might call a waste. It's like, hey, you're spending it here, but it's like this is only making this is providing value and making me as healthy as possible to be the most optimal form of myself for the things that I want to do. Yeah. So it's like if I'm at a hundred percent, you know, when we go to execute on something, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the best position possible to succeed. Well, it's mindset too. It's like if you know that you've done everything within your power to set yourself up for being successful, you're gonna you're gonna feel more inclined to act out in that way, right? Where it's like if you have all these, like if you're like I've been drinking, I've been doing this X Y Z, it's really easy to like have that feedback loop in your head where then that's what you expect from yourself. But when it's like I've done all these other things to prime myself. It's like, how are you going to like, you know, drop the ball when it's time, when it's time to execute? Well, I also think it's funny. It's like people will go spend money on cigarettes and alcohol, whatever else. And like you go to a bar, spend $150 of fucking bat in an eye, you know? And it's like, but then they're scared to like buy organic food and like, you know, you have this weird thing. Like I, I used to like, I'd buy sneakers, not bat an eye and then go and like, Damn, this organic pepper's three dollars. Just the other one's like ninety nine cents. I'm like, that's you know, like that's gonna be the difference, right? Like it's like yeah. no, like just fucking like that's a nominal cost to spend to have you know better better quality food and treat your body better so that you just live better. Yeah, it's just like a mindset thing. Like people are just like, man, like I can't get a drip. It's fucking expensive, like two hundred sixty dollars for a drip. I'm like, bro, check what you spent at the bar this month. You're telling me that you can't like cut off some of that to like better yourself. Like the, I get it. Like I don't, I like going out drinking and like having wine and it's fun, but it's like, there's also a balance. Like you can definitely like cut some of that off to like, there's probably some things you could do that are better for you. It all costs money. It's like, where are you putting your money at? Well, people are that way too. I remember growing up, it was like no shade to anyone, but I remember my like, I remember my dad being like, oh, yeah, you always got to mow your own grass. You always got to. And it's like there's something to be said about like people that just take a lot of pride in doing that. But there's other people that are like, you know, 
like why would i not pay to have this done same as like having a maid right I mean, some people look at that and they scoff time. they're like they're like you don't clean your own house it's like yeah but like that's not only helps someone else provide for themselves because like they're good at this and this is what they do and they enjoy cleaning but like i'm saving a bunch of time and i'm not as effective at it and if my time if i can produce more by spending my time being in the pocket of what i'm good at versus like not spending my time doing this task that I suck at and it's going to take me longer and be done less effective, then why would I not outsource that in a time where it's like, that's so possible. And, and, and on top of it helps someone else. Yeah. I, I like, I, I have this conversation with people. Like when I got cleaners, I like opened my eyes to like one, I will never be able to clean my house as good as these people clean my house. And two cleaning to that degree or even 70% of how good they go. I'm like, takes fucking forever. Yeah. Like it's not that I'm lazy and don't want to do it. It's just like there's somebody that could do it better. And when you talk about buying time, like those are things where it's like I could spend two hours today cleaning my house or I could pay somebody $225 to go do it. And I can go and spend two hours making more than $225 or working towards something that's going to give me a bigger ROI back you know, than what it costs me to pay somebody to do that. It's like my lawn, like I just don't have the time, but it's like the time that it gives me for not having to do all that stuff. And like, you know, I got a hot tub. It's like in your place, right? It's like, you have a big ass yard Yeah. for you to really do that yard on your own. You'd have to buy a mower. That's going to be like five to seven, however many thousands of dollars. So yeah. It's like, why would you not just pay to have it done for a whole year? It probably costs like lawnmower. Then you got to do like the aeration. Then you got to like trim it. Then yeah. it's summertime. You got to mow it consistently. Then you got to water it. Then you, you know, like all these fucking things. And I'm like, it takes so much time to do that properly on a nice property. And I'm like, Dude, I'm going to have these people do it. I did that with a hot tub. Like, I got a hot tub. I was like, oh, I'm going to do my chemicals myself. I'm like, dude, it, it's like, I'm like, bro, I don't know if this is right or wrong, whatever. It takes forever. Then you got to drain it. Then you got to clean it and scrub. I'm like, this isn't worth my time. And there's yeah. a guy that'll do this for a couple hundred bucks every other week. I'm like, that's worth it. Because, like, when I come here and the hot tub's ready, I'm like, oh, you know, you, I, how many times I walked, I was like, damn, we got to clean the hot tub. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this. So it's like, I like to have that done. But it's like the time that that frees up for me, the money that I spend to do them, like allows me to go do so many other things. And I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I come home, house is clean, lawns cut, hot tubs taken care of. That also goes for like, when you go on trips and you're traveling, I'm like I come home, I'm like lawns been cut all, all month, house been cleaned all month, hot tubs been taken care of all month, pools been cleaned, whatever it is. I got somebody that can do boat servicing. I got somebody that's going to dewinterize my stuff. Like those are all things you could be doing. But it's like, bro, when you operate at a high level, you're like, bro, like, that's not stuff that I need to be spending my time on. And mm-hmm. I'm the time I'm saving not doing all that and worrying about it and having a system in place that runs like clockwork is priceless. When did when did you start? Because I, I think that's what it means when it's like when people say, like, invest in yourself. It's like, well, yeah, invest in yourself to get your time back, right? Yeah. So it's like for you, when did you start? biting the bullet on like paying for other services and things like that to get done. Cause I, I can't imagine you always did that. It was more of like a, something you adapted into. Did you um, see other people doing it or you were just like, I think um, when I got the first beach house and we had a rental agency running it and I saw how nice it was that when a light bulb went out or the water wasn't working or the lock wasn't working or whatever like stuff had mode or whatever i'm like these people had it covered and i was like 
golly, like I don't even have to think about this. And it just, it, it freed up my time to where I was like, it's really nice to have this income producing property and it's not sucking my time down. Cause a lot of people self-manage those properties. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have a system in place, great. But like, it just showed me, I was like, wow, like all this can be taken care of. And it gives you some like really nice peace of mind. that it's like, you don't have to be the one that gets called to do it. And it like, I was like, wow, I can like now focus on looking for another property instead of be bogged down and handling all this stuff, especially during busy season. So when I got the other house and we were doing that and renovating, it, I was like, dude, this lawn's huge. Great lawn, amazing. I was like, but it's not gonna look amazing if it's not taken care of. And I was like, I'll be damned if you're gonna catch me out here in 101 degrees humidity, North Carolina, every week, basically, especially when it's raining, mowing this whole fucking lawn, an acre. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, like we had the beach. And so like you have to replace the sand every now and again. And then fucking pressure washing. I don't know if you ever pressure wash. Like I used to pressure wash the driveway. I'm like, but it takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours for $200. I'm like, I wouldn't do this for $200, you know, like mm -hmm. getting the cars washed. I'm like to have nice cars and keep them maintained and looking nice, bro, you have to do maintenance washes and keep them clean. And I'm like, I've washed cars myself for a long time and I've pressure washed my driver a long time and I've mowed lawns. And I'm like, I know how long it takes. And if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'll do that for $200. And I know that I wouldn't do it for $200. I know that it's worth it. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if I wouldn't do this for $200 and this guy is, then I know that one, he's worth it. And two, it's going to free up my time. The three hours going to take and I can go do what I need to be doing. That is going to not only afford me to pay him the 200 bucks, but also make me more money than the $200 that that cost me. Exactly. And so like, I think it's that's, that, abundance it's that, that's that idea of like delegation. It's just yeah. delegating, right? Like they're not your employees, but it's the same idea. It's like, what can I delegate out that's sucking down my time? And what is that going to free me up to do? It should free you up to go out and increase your ROI by tenfold, you know, because you're able to go in quadruple down on the, the thing stay that you're focused, good at. Yeah. yeah stay stay focused. focused. But I think to it, it, it speaks to that abundance mindset. Cause there's, there's some people you'll talk to that just can't reason with it. They're just, it's like that scarcity well, mindset. Yeah, the they're, scarcity. They're, like, they're like, but I could use this towards this. They're not thinking like, oh, if I free my time up, I can go produce more or stay more focused or be more peaced for the next thing I have to do. They're thinking like, this is taking away from the limited amount of resource I have. Yeah, right? it's a whereas deduction. Like, you know, it's a deduction for them. Whereas like, it's like, you know, it's like the net we look at it as like, this is a net gain for me if I can get this taken care of at a high level, Yeah, you know? And, you know, typically like if you're looking and you have that abundance mindset, you're going to have better talent doing it to where it's like you'd rather pay the premium, right, and pay up rather than penny pinch and be like, I'm going to try and get this done, right? It's like maybe someone that has more of that scarcity mindset, they, they get convinced to do it and then they hire like the cheapest possible person. It's done poorly. Like I should have done it myself. It's yeah. like, well, it's cause you hired, you know, someone yeah. that was really cheap or that, you know, isn't, doesn't have a good track record of being successful at this thing. So yeah, again, like, you know, if you just, if you think it's just an, like, Oh man, it, it cost me $200. It's like, but what did it cost me that I've missed out on? by me doing it myself, by saving the $200. Did you really save 200 bucks? It's like, there's probably something else that you're foregoing to do that task. And whatever it is, it, at least for me, when I think about something, I'm like, it's something that's gonna make me more than 200 bucks. So mm -hmm. to me, it's worth it. You know, and so like people have scarcity mindset to them, it's just like, it costs $200, like it's $200 less than I'm gonna have. I'm like, it doesn't cost me $200. It, sure it does, you know, you pay 200 bucks, I'm like, 
it also made me $8,000 by yep. having somebody else do that and allowed me to go and handle this other thing. I went, made way more money delegating that out. So when you grow a business, it's the same thing. You're a solopreneur. It's like, hey, man, I'm doing this. And you hire somebody like, well, man, they're going to cost me 30 grand a year because I have to keep them on payroll. But it's like, all right, but maybe now instead of you doing every house by yourself, cutting the lawn, now you have a guy doing that one. You guys are doing two houses at a time. So you're doing two houses, you're doubling up the amount of houses you can do in a day, and then you add a third person, and you're doing three houses at a time. Or you're doing each house 50% faster, so you're able to double the amount of houses you can tackle in a day because you have a team that's just fucking robotic out there. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, the scarcity mindset is just going to be like, oh, man, they cost money. And they don't ever look at, like, what's the opportunity cost for not introducing another person or not delegating something out. It's just a deduction. It's like they just it's very short sighted. It's like, well, oh, it just cost two hundred bucks versus like cost two hundred bucks, but it's gonna cost me ten thousand dollars because I can't go and have this meeting with these people that for whatever reason is gonna make me money, right? Or or lead to something that's gonna give me a higher ROI. Yeah. Well, and two, it's like think about all the relationships that have been made through just different service providers or people like, you know, we get the drip done and you get it done enough. It's like, man, what would it take to do this? It, you know, think about like the detailing. It's like all these relationships that are built that then lead to different opportunities. And like, I think that's, it's like people always look and want to say that others are lucky. And it's like the luck comes from like being willing to take on the risk, invest in yourself, invest in other people, and then know that like that's going to bring opportunity and bring, you know, new relationships and new people into the fold that, that create the luck, you know, out of what appears to be thin air. But it's really just, fostering these relationships, being open to the possibilities of what can happen when you, you know, share with share what you have with other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think people discount just like doing things and like the ROI of the relationship. Like mm -hmm. there's people I've met years ago that like the ROI, you know, it's, I'm not like looking for ROI, but I'm like, you brush enough shoulders and like five years later, it's like you bump into that person, you had a good relationship and like it turns into something. It's like Tim, like I hired Tim and this girl that he knows had a great relationship with him and she's like looking to find a new job. And like, because she had a good relationship with Tim for years and spent time and like fostered that, it's like when an opportunity came up to be an assistant for somebody else that we know, he fucking put her right in the front of the line. And like, you can't even put a price on that. It's like, oh, I'm looking to grow and build my career. And because I knew somebody and they know my work ethic and they know like, like w how good I am, you know, just from our relationship, it's like, you never know what situation you're gonna be where they're like, you're like, yeah, I'm just looking for a new job. And they're like, you know what? I know you and I know this person that needs somebody like you and plugs in. It's like, it's just fucking laddered up in my career simply because I brushed shoulders with somebody and fostered that relationship. And I do that all the time. I'm like, I know there's people I might run into and you never know when it comes back around. It's like when I first went to Taiwan, I met up with somebody from middle school that was like over a holiday break. And he was like, hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. Like, let's just grab coffee. And part of me was like, dude, like, why? You know, like, this is a fuck off. Like, I don't want to do this. And the other half of me is like, you know, man, like, what's the harm? Right. Did that. Ended up like plugging me up with somebody else. I ended up doing this contract and fucking going to Taiwan, fully paid for incredible opportunity, like boosted my career, learned so much more about manufacturing and actually going to all these manufacturers. I'm like, you just never know. And so mm -hmm. like after that, I was like, bro, I'm never going to like discount somebody out how however little or small 
you know, their current position is because you just don't know, right? Mm. It's like the same thing now. It's like anybody that fucked me over in the past when I was nobody, I'm like, you know. That's what you do. It's not going it's it's like, yeah. to pay off for you now. Like if you come circle back around, I'm like, bro, I know what kind of person you are. You yeah, it's know? like they say, like, how you do anything is how you do everything. So yeah. It's like if someone's just that way, it's just like. So like, I just think it's like the, a lot of business and a lot of like moving ahead in life and like going up the ladder, it's really honestly like really just boils down to relationships. I mean, there's execution, there's other aspects, but like a good relationship with somebody can fucking throw you up the totem pole. You can skip a lot of years of, of work and grinding and like having to do it yourself. Like all it takes is one guy that really likes you or one woman that really likes you, that respects your work ethic, knows you are, to throw you a chance your way because they just like you in the relationship that you've had from six years back. To be like, dude, that just jumped me up my career six years. Yeah. Well, and so, it goes to shows like I always treat people with respect. You just never know where people end up or you never know like who someone that might not be good to work with you personally, who they might know and then who they what like how they might bring your name up in conversations or yeah, somebody ways, might reach up know? like, yeah, so-and-so told me that like you helped them out with this and like, it, like they really respect you and think that we could be a good fit. And like, just because they had a good relationship with them and that person had a good experience with me, we might have a fucking booming business together. I mean, that's why people do all the networking. Cause like, man, if you're in this network event with me, that means that like we have the same mindset yeah. and because we both respect this one guy who hosted this, I'm like, damn, there's some, I met somebody that has the same synergy as me. It's like, cool. Like yeah. you like him, I like him and we met here. So it's like, because we both agree on this guy's, you know, how he goes about life and, and what he preaches. It's like, yeah, man, like let's work together because we See, must like, I think have Mike, a lot of a perfect example is like Mike, when Mike was here, just now. it's like, I met him five years ago, same time we were in the office. You know, he contracted with Bogdan and I, brought us to the Arnold, like was yeah. a mentor and taught us a bunch of stuff in terms of like how to be organized and pro formas and just like some of the more like corporate business stuff that you just wouldn't know unless you're going through what he was going through, which was just, you know, getting integrated in that system. So right. Like, here we are. He's telling me about this thing. We talked about once, like, dude, just come up and demo all this stuff. It's like, who knows where that might go for him now? Right. And what doors that might open just from. Yeah, I mean, I, told him I, to I know people. I'm like, I just like, I'll just connect you with people because I believe in the product. And if I can help or invest or whatever, fantastic. If not, I'm like, dude, I really like this product. I'd love to see it succeed. Yeah. You know, I'd love to have this shit, be yeah. commercially viable and available, you know, and like and see it everywhere. So I'm like, if I could plug you in somebody that can make that happen, I'm like. I believe I just like I like believe in good ideas. Yeah. So like if I can't help you, but I know somebody could like, why wouldn't I just help pass the baton? Because I'm like, I know a guy that I want to help. It might help him by helping yeah. you and vice versa. Yeah. Damn, I'm feeling the magnesium. I was like, why am I yawning? That last time I remember it's, it's the magnesium in that drip. Does magnesium make you tired? Yeah. I think it just makes you really like lethargic, mellow. Because I was like, I'm like, I'm not tired, but I'm just I like, just whenever yawning. I do the IV, I just feel like a. Film. I don't want to say. Eyes. Yeah, I'm like. I'm it's almost like I took like I, I like I took one hit of a bowl or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like, or like or like the like the Adderall's just kicking in, but it hasn't. You know, kind of feel something coming or like. It's like I took. It's the, like I took five milligrams of Adderall. Five milligrams of Adderall with one hit of the bowl is the feeling. Yeah. You're sitting right in that pocket. Speaking so of drug space. tests, we're gonna drug test you now. Perfect. No one re resented me when you said. Um, who resented me? Not resented. Stuck with me. <laughs> when you said you started paying for like... Stuck with me and resented are two yeah. really different two ways things. to stick with someone. Stuck with me when you said you started paying for services. It's like when I interviewed with you, you were like, I'm at a point right now where like I could invest in someone to take away 
all the little minute things that come up in my life. I mean, I think about it now. Like, if I had to stock the office, plan to get the parking painted, plan all the people here, get all the quotes redone, get the movers here to move the couch or whatever, like, none of this shit would It would be, look like none, the other well, office. First, yeah. Well, <laughs> and also, like, none of this shit would be done by now. Yeah. Because I have so much shit going on. I'm like, bro, this, it would be probably be like, a year. Someone would be here, here, here. It'd be, be a year before we got to that. I'm like, it just... Again, it's like I it just sucks me down. And so it's like I'm like, I don't need to be doing this. There's somebody that's way better at this than me that could be handling this and then optimizing. I, I talked the other day. It's like if you're doing everything right, you're probably doing all those things that like to you seems like it's a lot. But it's probably like 10 percent capacity of somebody who's really good at that. And if you put somebody in that role, it's like to you, it's like, man, I was I was getting it done until you realize you put somebody in that's like fucking takes it from 10 percent to 100 percent. And you're like damn like that's how you do that and, it, and it wow how much more thing. can be done because like they're they're fucking optimized in this yeah so it's just like i don't know i told owen when he hired your friend i was like listen man like I, every time i hire i do have that slight like do we need to hire do we have enough to do for that role like whatever i'm like and then i just remind myself it's the same thing i say the same shit in my head i'm like last time i had this thought and i hired somebody and i realized that like we were barely scratching the potential of this position by me doing it mm. so when we hire him like it's it's going to bring its roi because like i don't even know what that really looks like and how how it can be done actually in in a proper way yeah well and it's like the longer you wait on you the longer you pontificate on that the more the more the opportunity cost is the time of like what could have got accomplished if i just bit the bullet and didn't worry about it and then at the worst case scenario just learn a lesson and not do it you know so it's like yeah i think it can be very intimidating like i i had that mindset a lot of times and it honestly wasn't until i spent so much time around you and everyone like i should just pay to have this done and then it's like it, it you realize like actually like some of the the records i've done recently i'm like i just send them out to get mixed and mastered like i went to a studio and just like did it correctly and yeah. it's like now i don't have to like it's not looming over me of like i need to open up this mix and like tinker with it and then what is the best it's just like hey i'm not someone who just does mixes and masters songs so it's going to be done by like a pro that has a studio and sits in there with like all of the right hardware and whatever and it hardly costs any more than it would if i sat there and did it for five hours so. yeah like what's the value on your time yeah and like if the end product is going to be better than if I did it anyway because yeah. i'm not a pro at that particular task it's like what's the opportunity cost of not getting it done Right. It's like, so we'll see. Worst case scenario, it's not as good. And then it's like, go back to that or you find someone else. It's just like, but if you just sit there and keep getting after it because the mindset is like, I'm the best at this and no one else can do it, then that's honestly like, that's, that's a lot of the times where I feel like people hit that cap is like their inability to let go of certain tasks or responsibilities or whatever, for whatever reason. Well, people also look for the, like, they think that they can like duplicate themselves. It's mm -hmm. like you guys aren't ever going to love this business and this office and like what we do as much as I do, because it's just my thing. Like I started it, I created it, I fostered it, I grew it. And like, so like, I'm always going to have more. I'm going to have like, I, I always have more feeling towards it because it's mine. So like when you hire people, it's like, yeah, if I hire somebody to handle a, a certain role for me, it's like, yeah, there's a way I would have done it and I would execute on it. And a good hire would be somebody that can be 60% as good as I am. Mm. Phenomenal hire would be 70% and like a home run be 80. And like you've a fucking unicorns 90, right? Like 
but you're never going to hard to find people that are 90 when you do fantastic, you know, hard to find people that are 80 when you do fantastic, like you're shooting to get somebody at that 70% level. And you also have to understand it's like how I do things may not be the way you do, but neither is right or wrong. Like you have a way of going about it. And as long as you accomplish the task and it works and then like I build a team below you and you can build a team beneath them, like I'm not going to mess with that. Cause like if your system works and I'm like, great, you know, but it, you know, the only time we come to contention is like when they're not, when it doesn't get done. Right. And things. Mm -hmm. So but that's why it's like worth hiring, paying up to find that 70, 80% person where you're like, yeah, I'm paying up a little more, but I, my worry factor is way down because I know these people can execute. I know that they know what's required to get the job done. When they come to me to hire somebody, I'm like, they know what they need. So I'm like, I don't have to sit here and do this hiring process. Like all those things that can suck you in. It's just like hire one really good person and be like, this is what I want you to do. Make it your own. And if you do a good job, I was like, I'm not going to tinker with that. I'm like, cool. I like that because now I can go do what I need to do. And yeah. when I leave for a month or I've gone for a month or, you know, I'm not in the office with you every single day. It's like, I'm not worried about like, Hey man, how's this thing going? It's just like, I know it's getting done. When I check in on things like shit's done. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. What have you learned from that on the other side, Tim, of being like someone has to integrate into like a big system that's already moving. Um, the biggest thing that I went into was when during my interview, he said like, there's no real KPIs for me in my job. Like, yeah, I have a job description, but it's so broad. It could be anything. And he said to measure how your job is, is if his life is easier. So that's like always my goal, like always being one step ahead of him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like what, what are the things like if, if you were like, say you're, your friend that just got hired, it's like, what would it be? What would be like your advice to someone that's taking on a role like that, you know, there's like an assistant or someone that's like being delegated a lot of responsibility. Like what, what would your Don't advice be, be? To ask questions. I would, I would rather, I was always overly asking questions like before. Now I know I can just make the judgment call. Yeah. Like when I first started, I mean, even just when I first, that first week and the gym was getting delivered and he left and I was like, all this trash is here. Mm -hmm. And Matt was like, just make the call. And I was like, I just made Matt the call. Knows. I just I made the like, call, but like now I was like, don't even bother. If I was like, you calling him to bother him to ask about this would be more disruptive than it getting paid for, and then it, like him probably never. Even I just have like, a threshold. If something costs a certain amount, I'm like, there's a threshold where it's like, dude, it's a no brainer. It's like, yeah, it would have cost ten grand. It's like, all right, let's have a conversation. And it's like, <laughs> it costs like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it's going to cost. And like, we need it out of here. You know, it's yeah. like, it came back. Like, why didn't you get it done? Like, that's probably what it costs to, to do it. Well, I think it, for people like, you know, Tim or I, for instance, right? It's like you have to kind of compartmentalize because, like, the way that we would spend money in our personal life just isn't the same as spending money in a business circumstance or maybe how you would. So it's like, you know, you have to learn someone enough to kind of understand that threshold. Like, at first, right? Even when I was starting to like contract graphic designers or services, I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, a lot relative to like what I had previously maybe spent on marketing or how aggressively we would spend on it. But like, you know, once mm -hmm. you kind of understand it, it's getting a great phone call from Algeria. Oh, that's, that's awesome. you need to send some money to an Algerian prince. Let's hear what this is about. Hello. Sounds promising. From Algeria speaking in Chinese. That's Good awesome. stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, I always just ask questions. ask questions. I also feel like me and him are on the same page of a lot of things. Like my aesthetic of OCD and how I like things 
is very much the same as his. But see, I have the vision for it. I'm like, I like that. Yeah, I think, I, I think on your end, too, on like the, how end, well right? it looks. Like, your end, right, too, it's like you have to be good at being confident in what you want. See, there's a lot of people that they, when they're, like, I remember when I was first starting to, like, contract people, it's like, oh, man, I don't want them to, like, you just don't know the cadence of, like, how far to push. So I would be like, all right, I'll give it, like, a little bit longer, this or that. And it's like, no, they do better when you're, like, very specific or when you have not, like, a lot of pressure, but when you're just like, this is what I want and this is exactly how I want it and need it, it makes it way more clear cut, you know? Yeah, pretty decisive. Like, like, Tim's like, oh, how do you want to organize pantry? I really really like Khloe Kardashian's pantry. And I'm like, I love Khloe Kardashian's pantry. I couldn't do that. But if we can get that done and you feel calm, I'm like, fucking go for it. Do it, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just like, and I could make that call. Same thing when we're doing house stuff. Mm -hmm. Go make selections for a house. I'm like, I know it looks good. I know what I like. Like the doors. I'm like, no. Like, that's what we're doing. That's yeah. that's what I'm trying to achieve. Let's go. It's before they're like, you don't want to look at other options? I was like, no, that's what I like. Yeah. That's it. I don't need to look at other shit. I like that one. Let's go. Yeah. And I, honestly, I feel like that's how, that's why you're in this position is like, it just takes more risk and being able to be like, I want that. Speed wins, just dude. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, like, pontificating forever and like this analysis paralysis and like, how do we do it perfect? It's like. Dude, sometimes it's just like fucking you got to just dive in and go and like, yeah, you're going to take some lumps along the way. And like, it's not perfect, but it's like usually like this, the, what Mike was saying, it's just like first to market, first to get it done, first to tackle it, like first to try it. Like it, it, usually like it gets you further ahead than like sitting there and just like, oh, man, but like what if this guy came out with this or like my competition's trying this or mm-hmm. Uh, like what's the cost of this and like maybe that door's too expensive it's like what am I going for man well it's like if the, it's like sometimes you, the thing about like you get an idea it's like where does that come from it's like maybe this is more like esoterical like universal or whatever but it's like it's, a, it's like something's supposed to happen it's like someone's gonna have the idea for it. it's like if you have that idea chances are a lot of people have that idea someone's gonna act on it so it's either you that's gonna like will it into like materializing or someone else's and you're like oh I thought of that back and well, it's like, but you didn't act on it. Well, people have the the challenge and it was like that, again, that Drake quote where it was like, you're always looking for like some external, like it's tough, right? You're creative or like you're on the like cusp of like being at the forefront of something. You're like, it's a weird spot to be in because like, you're like, and one side you're confident. You're like, I don't see this anywhere. And like, I think that this would be great and there's a market fit for this. And like, we could do this, but the other side, you're like, but nobody else has thought of this. Like, maybe there's a reason why, like, maybe this doesn't work or maybe somebody's tried it and like, it didn't work. And so like, that's why it doesn't exist. Like you have this thing. And like, like Drake was saying, it's just like, dude, sometimes like, this is the moment you are that guy, you're that person. And like, you're the one to show everybody that like, this is possible so that in the future they're like, oh, that's the validation, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one that validated it. And like, you have to doing that for so long and like being on the on the edge of like the forefront of something a few times over it's like you're gonna hear people put you down or shoot down the idea because like they can't wrap their brain around it it's like because they can't they're like well i haven't seen anybody else do it and so like we're from the same town and so there's no way that like you're the like one that's gonna like make this happen because like elon musk hasn't or something you know somebody big and smart that's like well known it's like yeah, man, like sometimes, again, like you're that guy and like you need to believe it. And I don't know, I just like uh, enough times where I was like being told that I'm like, dude, 
I think I believe in my taste. I believe in my, like, my ideas. I believe that other people just aren't thinking as big as me. I think they're thinking way too niche. And, like, I think I can make this happen. And, like, you just kind of need to take that leap. And, like, all it took is taking that leap once and being validated by my actions to be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely doubling down on this. Like, I'm ahead of the curve. My ideas are right motherfuckers just aren't there yet and when they catch up it's gonna be like oh you know wish i w- wish i thought of that five years you're the guy that makes it was the thing think we're about talking about we were talking ago. about when we were all walking um when you're like going through that situation and we we're just talking about how it's like when you want to do something different than what is typical or what other people think think for you or like would think is going to be best for you it's like a lot of times when you do something different and then you're you're successful at it or you know, you're really confident about going forward with it. People get very wishy-washy. It's kind of like people want to see you do well, but not better than them. It's yeah. like once you start chasing, like they're supportive up until like to... The power dynamic changes. Yeah, they, they, they're they they're supportive up to a certain point. And then once you start surpassing where they see, relative to where they see themselves, that the tune switches up because suddenly then it becomes a reflection of that person's own self because they're like, damn, why now is this person exceeding what I thought was possible? So then the the conversation typically switches. They're they're trying to keep you close to where they are because if you're actually surpassed them, right, then what does it say about themselves and their own ability and their own ability yeah, to Yeah, they try action? to knock you down to their level. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this guy's rising above me and and it's working. Like what he was saying is working and like I that makes me feel bad. So it's like, nah, I don't want them to succeed at that because I don't want to feel bad about myself that I'm like not able to think or execute on whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so like people will do that all the time. I mean, you, you see that with parents or whatever. Like it's like, you know, some parents or, you know, people that are your guardians. It's like they think that they figured out life properly, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they've gotten to where they are. And then they raised you. And so they're like, you know, they're your parent and that's great. And like a good parent would be like, listen, if you achieve more than I did, fantastic. Cause like what I did was supposed to be a good base layer and foundation for you to fucking springboard off of. Mm-hmm. But there's some parents and, you know, parental figures that are like, it's still about them. And so they're like, well, hey, I like, I did a lot and I got you this far in life and like you should be grateful. And then when you're kind of like, hey, like, I am grateful, but, like, I'm going to do bigger and better, they're like, hold up, man. Like, what do you do you think well, I didn't do enough? Like, I, I couldn't do that or whatever. And then they don't. And then they, like, kind of, like, demean you, put you down, talk down because they want to, like, ultimately well, they, like, bring you back. They shed their fears onto you. Yeah, yeah they, they project, they, they project their fears because they're like, well, I couldn't fucking think of that. And I well, I own my own business, but I could only, you know, do 100000 in revenue. It's like what you think you can do 5 million in revenue or, you know, I used to work for somebody that like, you know, we, you know, every five years they took us on a company trip to Cabo. And it's like, now you're, you're flying to Jackson hole private. It's like, hold up. Like, you, you think you're better than me? Like, that's not shit. Like you, how can you afford that? Like, whatever. It's like, yeah, man, like, why can't you just be happy for me? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like people just have this like insecurity of like, instead of celebrating people and their success, it's like, oh, well, if I can't, then and you can't and you're showing me that you can it's like instead of being supportive they're like fuck that like if i can't have that for myself then like i don't want that shit for you and those are people you just gotta like draw a line in the sand you yeah. gotta fucking tell them like hey man 
I, you're supposed to be a support system. You're somebody that I've known for a long time. And I like, I reached out and talked to you because like, I, you know, I respect you, but like, if I'm doing big, great things and you're trying to pull me down, it's like, these aren't conversations I want to have with you. And so if you can't respect that line that I'm saying like, Hey, like I, I'm calling you to chit chat and be, have a support system. But if you're going to be fucking dragging me down and said, it's like, Hey man, like I won't be calling you. But yeah. then don't be calling me and be like, hey, like, why don't you call me anymore? It's like, because you're fucking negative. You're negative. You're not supportive. Like, you're trying to fucking, like, cut me down. It's like, I don't want to hang around people like that. It's yeah. like, that's that's kind of that thing. It's like your hometown mentality. It's like, once you get out of that, there's, like, either some people that might support you. And there's the, definitely some people that are stuck in there. They're like, oh, man, you change and you're different. Oh, shit. Because they're just, like, they they're, like, trying to quantify in their brain why, like, you're that, and it's just like, no, you're a different person now. It's like, no, I'm the most optimal version of myself. Mm-hmm. And if I would have stuck with your mentality and stuck in this hometown, I wouldn't be that. And so, like, really what you're doing is trying to hold me back from being my best self. And if mm-hmm. you don't want to support my best self, then I don't want to be associated with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, there's nothing wrong with that. So it's yeah. like, I didn't change. It's just like, you just didn't fucking evolve, motherfucker. Yeah, and sometimes you don't even have to, like, say it to people. Sometimes it's just an internal acknowledgement of, like, I can see that this person is not trying to elevate to where I'm at, so I'm just going to have to bow out. And you never know. It's something that they come back around. They, usually those are some there's people that come around like, hey, look, I was totally wrong. 100%. Place. And so that's why it's always good, too. Like, you don't always have to vocalize, like, I'm cutting you off. You know, sometimes it's just, like, being more selective with your time. And I think that's why you see a lot of... You know, people that are successful, they usually are kind of in their own bubble because one, it gets a lot harder to relate. It's like a lot harder to relate because it's not like, oh, I'm trying to be on this high horse when I when you talk like that. Right. But there's only a few people understand that because it's usually people that are also being successful and they understand that they're on that same frequency. You know, yeah, it's just hard to like try to tune someone into that frequency if they're just not there. You know, it's like you either are or you aren't. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's a big thing that that people that are successful in all different aspects of life go through is just like that, that level of loneliness in some regard, but then also that kind of like feeling of finding other people that are on that same wavelength and then kind of finding a different community. And that that's part of that kind of evolution as like a in success that I think everyone kind of goes through at in their own pace and their own. Uh, yeah. I mean, time, time is like one of those things. I mean, there's certainly people where it's like, you may be a year or two ahead just maturity wise where like you're ready to cut some things off your life and replace them with something else. And so people that you hang out with aren't there yet. And so like there's some friction, you guys probably stop hanging out or whatever. And like six years might roll around you might run in that person like, Hey, like I remember when I was talking down to you, like I just wasn't there yet, you know? And like, I just like after a year of hanging out with that group still, I started realizing like, this is not what I want. And like they change, but there's also the other side of that. Like see them. That's the same. They're doing the same shit. You know, it's just like, good that i kind of distance myself like it's like you said you don't have to vocalize it but internally if you you have that self-audit of like who you're hanging out with and how you're spending your time and you're like this person just doesn't align with what i'm trying to do and if i keep hanging out with them it's gonna be a hindrance to like either my mindset or just achieving my goals so you just kind of distance yourself and then you know you might loop back around six years see them it's like see that they're doing bigger and better it's like cool man we just took you a little bit to get to the same place as me or cool, man, you're still doing the same shit. And I was very right to, you know, distance myself and knowing that like I need to be hanging out with a different circle or just be doing different things than you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Tim, what would you say? You've definitely had a lot of changes where you've had to, you know, cut people off, bring new people in. What, what, what's yeah. your sentiment towards uh It's scary. Evolution. Like, it's also a scary thing. It's like, well, it's again, lonely, you're right? always going like, to have some yeah. doubt and like, am I making the right choice? It's the same thing with like being at the forefront. Am I making the right choice? Like, I don't, that doesn't go away, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it is a scary thing to be like, these people are treating me bad or talking down to me, but it's also all I've known for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's like, that's my comfort zone, but it's also like making me uncomfortable. And so it's just well, like, tussle. you inspire for like, if you aspire to do something different, it's like, I think a lot of, a lot of times people yearn for that or they, they want to be different, but like they, they forget that in choosing that you are choosing to also deal with like the loneliness and the seclusion and, and, the things that come along with being different, you know what I mean? It's like you are choosing to not be as relatable to other people. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe you can speak to this, but it's like you are in a position where you're living a life that's different than a lot of people. I'm sure it makes it hard to relate to people in the same way. Like if you're in a conversation, like if you just happen to be in a casual conversation and it's like maybe someone didn't even know you and they're talking about it's like some daily problem they're having, like maybe it's just less relatable now because it's just like not, not where you're at anymore, you know, to where it's just like, it can't be as the same kind of conversation you have with maybe someone that's facing the same, you know, someone maybe like Eric, who's like dealing with the same things or has been through what you're going through or the the different daily challenges that you're facing. It's like, you know, it's just, it makes it, it makes it far less relatable when you are doing something different than what most people are. And so it's, it's much harder to find people that you align with and that um, you can kind of have those like real conversations with I'm sure. Yeah, Tim, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. What were you gonna say? It's just like with, with um, like cut, we're like, just talking about change. Yeah, right? putting the yeah. the drawing the line in the sand. Yeah, like definitely did that with my parents this week. It was a yeah. very hard conversation with my dad, but I did it. But I'm sure it's easier because you see you're around someone that's like constantly having those hard conversations. That's talking in that manner where you're like, you know what? What's the outcome of this going the direction I don't want it to go? Like you, you've seen it. Like you've seen conversations. Like yeah. I'm around Phil enough to see some conversations go good, some that go bad. I'm like, you know, I can have conversations like that because I, I have an idea of it's going to go one of these two ways. And so, being able to watch someone else, so you're like, I have some context on how to handle it. Like yeah. no matter which way it goes. I think it's also sad. What re- was really hard with me, like personally with my friends, drawing the line in the sand was like, I had a friend who, when I met, I had nothing. And introduced me and gave me this platform of everything that I worked hours and hours for. And then that platform, the foundation was built. So I needed to build the house to live in it. And that was moving towards with Phil full time. Mm-hmm. And there they ended the friendship because I didn't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was doing things bigger than what they could have offered in, a, in their eyes. So in, to me, they're just upset like oh, you don't need me anymore. You don't need any of this. Like, you don't need any of these luxury items. It's like, well, no, no, I'm, I'm doing it at a larger capacity. So their mentality was just like, took it in a negative way instead of being like, damn, good for you. Like, you took what we gave you and really ran with it to get something bigger than what you wanted in the aspect of they just ended the friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think there's also a difference too with like, it's not like you took that and leveraged it to like just move to something bigger. It's like you kind of hit your capacity there. It's like everything that I could do and be at that role and level, like I hit it. And so it's like, 
okay, like I, I'm yearning for more growth and there isn't more growth. It's like the Matt, yeah. Matt that I hired for Phil House. Like at his job, he's making good money and it was a good company, but he's like, I'm at my capacity and I want more. I want a new challenge. I have more to offer and I can't offer it here. And so like the company he left isn't the happiest because they're like, he's an amazing person, great at his job. It's hard to replace, and it's so hard to f- replace that role. But he's like, he told them, he's like, guys, like I, I want more. And these are the things I think we could be doing that could honestly bring you more revenue, make this business better and fulfill some of that itch that I have. And they're just like, nah, we just kind of like staying in this pocket. And so like for him, it's like, all right, well, if, you know, if you guys are satisfied with this, but I'm not, it's like, I need to make a choice. Like I want to move. It's not like I'm just be like, fuck you. I'm out of here. I'm leveraging you to get something better. It's like, Hey, I, I've talked about doing more and I'm trying to do more, but you're not allowing me to. And so like, if you can't fault me if I want to do more than this and I want to create more opportunity for myself and grow in my, you know, my professional career. It's like, that's what that is. And if you're going to like try to penalize me or talk down because like you just wanted to keep me around, it's like, dude, I, I gave you every opportunity to like, let me do more, which probably would make you more revenue, you know, make your, you know, your situation better. But you guys just aren't, we're not aligned in like where I see this going. And so mm-hmm. like, I'm, it can't be harm bad. If Tim came to me and is like, I want to go to another company or I have this other opportunity. Or, and I'd be like, well, what are, what's lacking here that they're giving you there? Like I would have yeah. that question first. It's like, if I can't give you those things and down in your heart, that's what you truly want to do. Like I can't fault you. Yeah. Right. But like I, to me, I would think like, okay, maybe I didn't think that that's something that you could be providing and somebody is saying that you could be doing. I'm like, I'm willing to try that out and integrate that in if that's going to also make you feel better about your job and your growth trajectory. Mm-hmm. But it's like people don't want to have that conversation or people just don't want to grow anymore. It's those like, but those are the, the hard choices and the defining moments where you look back at your life one day, you're just like, damn, like whether it worked out or not, it's like be, taking the power to make that choice is, yeah. is oftentimes the thing that propels you into more success or more peace is by not even the outcome of the choice, but by deliberately just make, making the choice and drawing that line. Because it's, it's easy to how sit, you think. It's right? easy to sit on the ether and tear that line and be worried, right? Especially when it comes to people like our parents a lot of time. It's it's like like having that tiff or something not going the way you want can be like such a big disappointment, but also like, you know, those are those moments where it's like you really level up. And you really like level the playing field. And I know even like I've had I had situations with my parents growing up where it's like even when I probably some years like I'm just going to do my own thing. It just didn't make any comprehensional sense on paper. It wasn't until I like was able to provide for myself and like take everyone out to dinner and like, you know, like where it was, you know, obvious to see that it, was, it had been it was working out fine to where this then the support came back around. It was like yeah. support up to the point of execution. Then it was like, man, this is getting a little crazy. Then it's like, okay, maybe I understand it now. Yeah, I mean, it's like my parents are immigrants. So, like, my parents just have, like, you know, they're like, come to this country and you're blessed with the ability to, like, get an education here and, like, have all this opportunity. It's like when I didn't go to school and do all that, my parents are kind of like, like, my dad's like, I just don't get it. But, like, now when I talk to my dad, he's like, Dude, you're just like, I didn't see it because like I, my heads can't think that far. Yeah. 
But well, like, we're not parents, seeing, so we don't like, know what that like with a kid. But it's yeah. like probably the same. It's like I'm sure when they left their country, right? It's like people are like, why are you leaving? Yeah, like, what, you exactly. know. So it's like they, they forget that they made yeah. that same choice in like a different regard. It's just yeah. like you know. So now my dad circles back. He's like, dude, I don't know how you do it, and I don't know like what you did. He's like, all I know is like all the reps of things that you tried and did. He's like, put you in a position to like be able to crush at this, and like you know, he's just like super proud of me. But he's like, I don't. I can't, still can't wrap my brain around it, but I see that you've put the work behind it. And so, like, you know, I'm glad you stuck with it. You know, it wasn't like they were trying to necessarily pull me down. It's just like, hey, like, I see, I, they see a clear path by going to school and doing these things because, like, that's why they came to this country. And so when I diverge from that, it's like, I, you know, you don't, they don't see the path. Mm-hmm. When I prove the path to be right, it's like, hey, man, like, run with it because, like, you clearly know what you're doing. You know? Yeah, it's just like, well, I have to imagine, like, when you have a kid, it's like you you have a story. You're, like, raising them, f- like, from conception onwards. So it's like you probably have a story of, like, how you think that life's going to play out for them. It's obviously not going to go that way, but it's, like, probably hard to detach from that and to, like, for relinquish sure. the story that you have written in your head, you know? 100%. How that's going to go because... Even on, like, the gay side of that, like... Yeah. On the gay side, my parents didn't know they're gonna have a gay kid. They yeah. thought I was gonna get married. I just like the way that you said it. You were like, "There's like as if there's like two sides." It's like, well, on the gay side, but like if you think about it, they didn't know they uh, they're gonna have a gay kid. Sure, yeah. they thought, "Oh, he's gonna get married, have a wife, have kids." Yeah, yeah, no, that's valid. Yeah, and it's or like, it's just like a kid who transitions, like from a male to a female. Oh, yeah, you were born a male, you were born a boy, a boy, but then within life and your path, you want to be a girl. Like that's a very for sure, then it's like tough parents. to gra- wrap your brain around, and then it's like, I don't even know how to tackle this because I think like you always want. I mean, listen, we all like seek to have confidence in what we're doing, and like entrepreneurship and running your own business is like, there's a lot of uncertainty, and so like, it's only for a certain few. So like, I can imagine that like if you're a parent and you have a, a structured idea of like how you think things should go, and it completely diverges from that, and you're not somebody that is equipped to handle that like entrepreneurs are pretty good at being super dynamic because like that you just thrive in that environment but like if you're not that type of personality it's probably very tough it's like hey i thought i was gonna you know this is how my kid was raising my kid was gonna go and it is the complete opposite it's like uh, you know it's like it's a tough situation but i think that's why communication is key it's like being able to communicate being open like i'm just like i'm prepping myself like when i have kids it's like it may go the way I want. A lot of things probably won't. And like, I need to be open to the idea that like it may not and whatever comes my way, I'm going to deal with it. But like, I also have to have grace. I also have to be like accepting. And like, I'm just like, you know, I take on that. Like if I'm willing to have kids and like, I'm making that decision that I have to also bear the responsibility of whatever that comes with, whether that's as I planned or as I didn't plan. Because, like, I made the conscious choice, like, hey, I want to have kids. That's why I, I find it's tough when I, like, people just have kids with, like, nothing in place. Like, oh, I don't have my job in place, whatever. I'm like, I want to have a foundation. So, like, when I do have kids, I know it's a tough journey. But at least I have, I'm as equipped as I feel as I should be so that I can take it on. Whether that's financially, having a good house, like, having a good relationship. Like, I want to have the stability so that I can take on this rocky journey because it's not easy. Same thing with the business. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, setting up these foundational things. So it's like, yeah, shit's gonna, shit is not always going to go as planned, but I'm, I am best equipped to handle whatever comes my way. That's why like, 
I'm always like divergent on politics because everybody's like, man, I look at, we need to have Republicans in the, in the house. And like, you know, we need to, or Democrats. And like, I don't side either way. Cause I'm like, listen, as a business owner, would I love to have somebody in office that, um, you know, fucking business is business minded and is like, you know, like help, like, like charge me the least amount on taxes and like incentivize small business. Sure. I also have like social things that I just think should be in place that like don't necessarily align with somebody that might be of that party. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, doesn't really matter. Right. Because it's not going to be for forever in existence that you're always going to have a Republican or you're always going to have a Democrat or you're going to have maybe eventually somebody that's an in-between party. You're never going to have that. Every four years is going to be probably somebody different or at least sometimes it's going to be a party that isn't always necessarily aligned with you. And if you can't navigate both sides, you're not going to win in business. Yeah. Right. Like if I can't navigate times where somebody, the, you know, a, Democrats are in office and they're trying to charge crazy taxes and all this stuff that like some people are saying is like, you know, against small business. Well, fuck, like that may be the case sometimes. So like I need to be able to navigate that that environment. And, uh, you know, great if there's easy times where it's like tax advantages, all this stuff that Republicans usually bring to the table. I'm like, fantastic. But like, you know, it's sales. Sometimes sales are really easy and you're just order taken and shit's groovy, man. But then fucking economy blows up and it's like it's tough and it's like. It's a hard road to doing sales, but you need to be able to fucking do both. Well, I think that it this kind of brings us full circle to what we started with, which is just like that's the value of like investing in yourself in regards to like your health and just your routine and just like what are the things that you do have control of? It's like when you are taking control of like what you put in your mouth, when you take control of like the, the things that most of us are fortunate enough to have control over, like what we do with our body and what we put in our mouth, like it's much easier to like roll with the punches on a lot of other stuff. But if you just feel like you're completely out of control, it's easy to be like depressed and upset and just like right. feeling like you don't have control over anything in your life. You yeah. know? But some people will relinquish control over the things that they, they do actually have control over and then bitch and whine about things that they really don't have any control over anyway. You right. know? So it's like, what are you making a habit of taking control or of just like letting things happen to you? You right. Know, it's like you choose to get in here and to suffer with Brooks or, you know, choose to get more specific with eating and everything else. It's like it's much easier to, you know, kind of find where you sit in the mix with other things that you don't have as much control over. It's like even the parking. It's like you didn't have complete control, but you took control of like what you did have. And you put stuff out there to like make it more obvious, you know. So yeah. it's like now whatever happens, it's like. Well, we like to think no one's going to park in a fucking reserve spot because we painted reserve signs there. Like, yeah, you'd think no one parked there. But now we see the reality is people just see now they just park in a more specific way out back and not just parked adjacently in the lot randomly. So it's like now we have to navigate that, you know, so it's just like, I don't know. It's just got to take control over over what you do have. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just like. I, I'm going to do everything I'm in control of to put myself in the best position possible to succeed, knowing that there's outside things that I can't control that I'll have to take as they come. And like, you know, whatever that is, it's like I want to be set up to be able to handle that in the best way possible. So like IV drip, working out, fucking doing my cardio, eating right, like supplementation, like all these things, it's just like getting the right amount of sleep. Like there's just like things that like you can do that you do have control over that like when the other stuff comes up that you don't, it's like, okay, well, like I'm in my best shape 
to handle this. And if I'm in my best shape, the outcome of me having a successful outcome is much higher than, you know, me being fucking hungover and fucking fat and a slob and like eating whatever and like not working out. It's like some might come up and like, bro, I'm just like, that thing's going to run over me. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I want to have a strong, you know, foundation for myself. So it's like whatever life throws at me, like, yeah, like if I didn't have all this in place, like it'd probably it'd steamroll me. Yeah. But I'm, you know, because I have these things in place, like I'm I'm steamrolling it, you know. Well, that's the I difference. think what I was trying to get to a second ago is like it's like kind of an integrative process. It's not like you're just like, great, we're gonna start working out five days a week, eating this way, doing dri-. it's like first you start with like trying to be more conscious about the food choices. Then it's like let's get the gym gym equipment a trainer, then let's get the eating right. Then it's like, you know, it's like been a progression of like now it's like, well, what more can we do? All right, let's do the drip. Let's do this. You know, like we're adding on to it to see how much further it can go. But there's like, I guess it could be momentum in like any directions. Like they, like you're saying success loves speed, but it's like, what's the antithesis of that is like failure loves like deceleration. Just like you could have that negative momentum where it's just like the opposite direction, you know? Right. And it's a lot of it's based off of just like, our own ability to manage our emotions and the way that we think about things that are happening, happening around us, you know? So it's like, even, even like we were the other day, it's like when you were having that moment and you were just like, it's like having the right people around you and the right stuff to kind of like disrupt the patterns of thinking that we can all kind of have is like really important. So it's like, that's, that's a big component of it too. I think it's just like who you have around you, you know, who you allow into your space and like being able to make that choice and draw that line. So that way you, you position yourself, like you said, not just through your own actions, but just like through your overall environment to either succeed or to allow like a lot of holes in your life to where, you know, negativity can seep in and just like take control of what you're doing. Well, I think it's just a, it's a culmination of things, right? It's like if you just start working out and you like, you just take creatine. It's like you, that's probably not going to move the needle enough, but it's like if you work out and get enough sleep and eat right and then take creatine and then take your supplementation, your vitamins and eat your protein and get, you know, and then like maybe add in a workout partner that pushes you. It's like all those things. Then you start seeing a lot of results. Like right now I feel like the last couple of weeks of working out, I'm like, I'm feeling the most pump I've ever felt. And I feel like it is the culmination of the IV, working out with Brooks, the consistency of being here every day at eight o'clock to work out on, you know, five days a week, adding in the cardio, being consistent with the cardio, then fucking adding in the IV. Then I'm also taking like supplementation and like all those things. It's not just the one. It's it's all those things coming together. Where I'm like, I I feel all the effects now. Removing one probably like wouldn't cr- kill it, but I think all that together just like I don't know when you when you trust try one sort of part of it like you're like that's why people first start working out it's like you're like oh, I don't see I'm not seeing it that's how I was I'm like no I'm not seeing it but like I wasn't eating all the way right and I wasn't doing cardio consistently and I wasn't working out consistently but one day it's 8 a.m. for 10 minutes and one day it's 8 a.m. for an hour and sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night which means like I'm missing out on the sleep portion and like you know some things I didn't believe in before. You know, it's like, but when you try all those things together, you know, it's like they, they just like create this great thing where you can like really see like, oh, wow, like if I check off all the right boxes and I integrate all the right stuff, like 
I could really supercharge myself. Mm-hmm. And like when you feel it, they are like trying it and feeling the effects of like doing all of it correctly. Then you're like, it gives you this euphoria of like, well, fuck, I'm seeing results like yeah. in a much more rapid way. That's like, if I do this for another week, like what kind of results am I going to get in another week? And then now it's three weeks and people are like, oh, you look slimmer. And like you look, you know, like your shoulders are getting bigger and like your skin looks really good. And like your hair like looks really good. Like all these things where it's like, all right, man, like all this stuff I'm doing, like it's working. Mm-hmm. So it's like nice to, you know, it's like once you really kind of figure out what works for you and do it all together in this like harmonious fashion and it integrates well with your life. I'm like, that's just like, I don't know. It's, it's good to find that kind of space. And yeah. it makes it easier when you're, you surround yourself with people that are all in the same thing, like going to dinner. Yeah. I don't know how many times we're always like, this is definitely not Brooks approved, but we all understand what we're talking about because we're all in it together. We're all doing the same thing just at different times throughout the day. Hold up, dog, are you snitching on us? No, but I'm just saying it helps. Like instead of like going to dinner with one of my girlfriends who works in nightlife and who's like, yeah, I'm going to get hammered tonight and eat whatever I yeah. want. You're like, we're just fucking up on this one meal. Tomorrow morning, you know everyone's like, back It's dialed. so much <laughs> easier to be like, actually, no, I'm not going to drink tonight because everyone around you understands why you're not. Yeah, yeah. well, like you go with like if, if you're the one person and if you're the one person that's not drinking and you go to dinner with six people who are, it's very hard not to, to yeah. not drink. But if you go and like there's three, four other people in the group like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, it's, it's uh, dry January. I'm doing dry January. You're like, all right, I have a support system. It's no different than like if you're going through a tiff with your parents or something, it's like, well, draw a line in the sand. It's like, you might feel like that, but if nobody else is supporting that cause, you're like, well, my parents are telling me, you know, talking down to me and I don't have anybody else making me feel that. But then you have a group behind you that's being like, dude, you need to draw the line yeah. in the sand. I support you. I'm here. It's like that support system is huge. Feel like, like even AA and like how these programs have spots, like people that are successful usually are people that are like, in court like stay up with their sponsor like yeah. you know they're like that's why a lot of those types of transfer the workouts programs. like having brooks knowing that brooks is here at yeah. 8 a.m and i'm accountable to his time because i don't want to waste his time like that consistency like i never used to dedicate every day of the week like 8 a.m it all just be like it's me could be 8 a.m could be 6 could be 9 p.m a bunch of shit could happen today i could not work out so like being accountable to Brooks, I know now that I'm like, I need to have somebody there as my accountability partner for my workout for me to have the consistency that's going to get me to my goals. If me I leave too. it up to myself, I'm going to I'm gonna allow other things throughout the day, take my time, and pull me away from my fitness. Well, goal. even through your work, guys, like, think how many times we would be working up before and it's like something comes up or a call gets taken. It's like when you have that there and you leave a workout like that and your endorphins are going, you're like, now I feel ready to fucking work. Yeah. You know, like, because you had a good workout. But it's like the opposite side of it is like, there were t- like not long ago, it was like, I've worked out really hard before, but I'm like not focused. I don't have a plan of what I'm training that day. I just kind of show up and do cardio and think about like, all right, I guess I'm going to do arms or something based on like what I was doing on my phone or who I was texting or whatever. Like when sometimes you have someone there and you just put your phone off and you actually train hard and then you've got all these endorphins rushing, you're like, I actually feel fine, like ready to like dial in my work day, you yeah. know, like that. Then it's like, why would I compromise that? Like nothing actually is as important as me being focused on this workout now. Well, I'm like, if I like it, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like my best self. So like, I'm not gonna like to me now it's like that hour the ROI on that hour is much more than just the hour. Yeah. Right. It's like the it's rest like of the day, everything. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, yeah, like I feel good about my body. I feel confident. I feel healthy. I feel alert. Like I feel hydrated. Like I feel strong. So I'm like, 
dude, I'm fucking ready to tackle the day where it's just like fucking moseying about. It's like, it's just another day. I'm like, it just like it. And then you see the results of it and you're like, bro, like, yeah, like this is, it's, it's making me better. It's making me, when I go to a media, we walked in, went to Vegas. People like, dude, man, you look like been working out. I'm like, it's like, hell yeah. And they're like, dude, this fucking dude's dialed in. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Like it creates, like there's a presence about it too. Like people yeah. can see you're, you, you're like wearing it. People can sense it like that yeah. good energy that you're carrying around about yourself. It's like, like, holy shit, man. It's like when you walk into a meeting with confidence, like there's a guy that could dress up in a suit and just like fucking f- look and feel like a schmuck, you know? And like he walks in his suit, but people are like, man, this guy's like, just seems like fuck, but went out last night. Mm-hmm. Guy could walk in a t-shirt, jeans and some Chelsea boots and fucking walk in with confidence and fucking look like he's healthy and dialed in. They're like, bro, this dude and talks the talk. Dialed up. Bro, it's yeah. like, it's how, it's how you carry yourself. Yeah. So like doing all those things makes you carry yourself in a fucking different different way, and like people could fucking not only sense it, but they could fucking see it. Yeah, absolutely, I'd agree. So maybe to to wrap this one up, like if you had to go back, right? We're in a unique position where it's like we got everything kind of available to us now, but like maybe someone listening to this that's not in the same position but aspires to be. It's like if you had to, if you if you were like. 2015 Phil and you were like going to do the same process of like integrating these things where would you have started and like what what now that you've found some success in like this integrative approach how would you if you could go back like five years seven years how would you start integrating this over again I think in order of importance based off what we've done now I think uh one aligning yourself trying to align yourself with at least with one other individual that supports your goal whether it's fitness or work or whatever it's like if you have one person that doesn't tell you you're crazy for doing what you're doing and is like with you so it's like if that's working out twice a day and they're with you doing that like i think that's that's a key thing because then after that it's like well we're working out together consistent and it's like you know you've been doing it for three weeks like all right well like i'm putting in all this work and effort i don't want to go out and drink and deter my body from my goal it's like, what can we do to like maximize this? Like after, you know, it's like, would you have a successful business? Like, what can I do to maximize this? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, you have an accountability partner, you're working out together. You know, it's like, all right, now what can I do to maximize this? Like, maybe it is introducing the IV or maybe it's like, we need to dial in our nutrition or we need to really start looking at our macros and then you do that. And it's like, all right, well, like maybe I do need to like add in blood testing and now I see I'm deficient in this and then supplementation. And it's like, I think it's doing that and knowing I don't know. I used to think maybe I was like too good for it. Like people talk about like writing down their workouts and like working out with, you know, you would tell me like you need to work out with somebody that's like a legit trainer that can get you on like a nutrition plan or whatever. I'm like, man, I could do that shit myself. But it's like, mm-hmm. I'm only accountable to me. And so like, if I decide today I'm not feeling it, then like nobody's over my shoulder. But when I'm not feeling it with Brooks, he's like, bro, you need, what the f- We're not done. Well, then you do it long <laughs> enough to where it's like, you hear the echo of that. It's like, yeah. like when he's not around, we're like, damn, but like, the cons- that the, when the consistency kicks yeah. in, you're like, you you just like you self telling yourself because now you're like, I've been consistent for a month and I see the results. I don't want to get off track of this. Yeah. So like now that you've seen, you know, you've been validated. You know, you come back and you're like, fuck, like, I fucking, you know, I I see that where this takes me. So like now yeah. when Brooks isn't there, it's like I do have that little carrot in my head that's like reminding me that like, hey man, like the consistency paid off and you don't want to backtrack these results. Yeah, there's a huge difference between the mentality of like, I'm going to start tomorrow versus I'm not going to fuck up tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. huge, huge like mindset shift between starting tomorrow versus I'm not going to fuck up. 
That's why, like, when I get in a groove of something, for me, a lot of it's mental. Like, eating healthy is more mental than it is, like, plan. Like, once I get in the groove and the consistency and, like, I get past that three-day period of, like, having the cravings for, like, pizza and whatever else, I'm like, all right, I want to stick on this as much as possible because I know if I, like, deter from this, then I get off track and then it's three weeks of not eating healthy, whatever. So it's like when you get in the groove and, like, you're in that right mental space – that also is followed by the execution of doing the work. Like it just like, I don't know, to me, it's like, I like to stay in that groove and I like to remind myself like, yeah, like two weeks, I've been seeing this, I've been eating healthy, I see it. It's like, so when somebody offers you that drink or to go out, it becomes a lot easier to be like, no, like I like where these results are heading. And if I do that, like that's only taking me away from that. And I've been doing so good. You know, it's like when people do 75 hard, it's like mm-hmm. 50, days, 50 days in, you're like, somebody offers you a drink, you're like, Bro, I've been doing this for 50 days. days And like, I'm 20 days away, and like, the results are showing. So it's like, why the fuck would I go and do that? Like, yeah. And you think about it, they probably lived there. Like, they, I mean, if you were to to go, we should, we should go try and go to first form at some point and just take a seat. Yeah. But like, I'm sure it's probably similar to what we're doing here. It's like, everyone's integrated there. Everyone's like a culture of being integrated. They have a barber. I mean, they got everything. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, it's way easier to co sign if you also have the actual experience of like, you know, Maybe people wouldn't understand a drip. It's like, now we've all done drips. Like, dude, that really does make you fucking feel better. Oh so if you need an hour to go do that, it's like, I'm not going to, like, try and impede on that. Because it's like... Well, listen, important. like, I know, yeah. like, a hard thing for me, like, I don't know why, but, like, just drinking water, which is such an easy task, so it's hard. and challenging. I don't know why drinking water is so hard, but it is. We drink water every day now. Uh, yeah. We drink way more fucking way water now. But water. drinking water is hard. So, like, yeah. when I think about the IV, I'm like... I'm trying to drink as much water as possible. I know that I, it's not, I'm not the best at it. And I know that some days I'm lacking more than others. And so like doing the IV, it's the same thing with vitamins. I try to take vitamins as much as possible, as consistently as possible, but like we're human. So like some days you're just lacking versus others. Some days you have amazing workouts and some days like it's not as good. And so like, if I can supplement that to fill in those gaps, like certainly will. So like to me, the drip is like, Hell yeah, like I'm supplementing my body's hydration, my vitamins, all these other things that like, you know, I'm already doing. It's just boosting that. And so like on the days that I do lack, it's like it's helping fill that in, you know, that void as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Tim, what would you add? Working out was not something in my forecast and now I miss it. Like I was terrified in Jackson Hole that I was not going to be able to work out. Oh, because then, yeah. My knee. And then... Yeah, I could have taken this whole week off. I canceled all my workouts, could have taken this whole week off. And then it was like the next day after I got cleared, I was I texted Brooks at like nine o'clock and I was like, can we please work out tomorrow? Because I was more afraid that if I stopped it, it was always going to be an excuse to never go back. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel. It's like you there's this fine line of like when you're doing it and then like maybe you have a day off or something where it's like, OK, like I could take a day, maybe two off. But then like day three, you're like, oh. Maybe I don't need to work. Like it just, I don't know. It's a, for me, it's a mental thing. There's this like pocket of yeah. three days where like it can change what your, des- what your desires are. And so yeah. like if I, if I long enough without working out or without eating healthy and I do it long enough, then like now I'm not, I'm eating unhealthy for seven days instead of eating healthy for seven days. You know, you yeah. could change how you like interpret and want to go about your shit. So it's like, I agree. It's like, what if I get hurt or something, whatever, like that's the biggest thing. It's like, damn, I don't want to get off track. And yeah. so like, I, it's like trying to like stay on it, even if you're 
injured or whatever to like keep you in that mental space mm. so that when you're back healthy, it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm still on track. I didn't diverge and just completely like fucking trash this lane that I was in. I'm just in this whole other fucking lane eating chips and fucking drinking and eating whatever I want. It's like, it's very hard to get back into that. So when I get in that really good groove in that pocket, I'm like, all right, I want to like double, triple down on this. And if I'm on in a situation where I'm, you know, traveling or whatever, where it's making it harder, I'm like, what can I do to like put myself in a best position to like stay on this track as yeah. much as possible yeah absolutely well sweet it's probably one of our longer episodes but I say wrap it up there's some good good stuff in there just kicking the music oh we don't have any sponsors but celsius Dude, Celsius has been sponsored by email. We're waiting on this. They did or they didn't? No. We want. We need a sponsorship. They sent me a damaged package too, and I asked for a new one, and they didn't respond either. Or any energy drink company that tastes good. Mm -hmm. You know, we need some energy.